Welcome to the Anthem Church Podcast. Our desire is to transform lives through authentic experiences with God and with people. This message is brought to you from Anthem Church in Fairview, Oregon. We pray you are encouraged, inspired, and strengthened through the teaching and preaching of God's Word. I'm so excited to get into the message with you this morning. If you're visiting us today, my name is Eric. I'm one of the pastors here at Anthem Church, and I get the privilege of sharing the message with you today. And I'm very excited. As you've seen, we're on a, we're on a message series called It's Time. And we're kind of just coming together as a church around a few things that we really think it's time for in our lives, in the, in the life of our church, in our community. So I'm excited to share the message with you this morning. We're going to get into the scriptures. Is it okay if we just get into it this morning? Can we get into the message? Man, I hope you get ready to receive. I hope we're here with expectant hearts because, man, I've been, I've been like kind of, this message has been almost like boiling in me and I, I, it really has. And I'm so excited for it, man. And even like with our youth and for here on our Sunday service, this message has been kind of been bubbling and, it, and it's ready to go. It's going to, it's going to overflow this morning. So, man, I, I hope we're ready because I believe I've just been praying that God would speak to us in a way that only he can. Can we, can, we, can we receive that this morning? Come on, let's do that this morning. So we're going to get into it. I'm excited to share it. So we're going to go into 1 Corinthians. We're gonna, that's where we're going to begin this morning. And before we get into it, basically we're, we're, we're coming in and a part of a story. And what this is, is there's this guy named Paul. He's the guy writing this. And he's writing it to a church in a city called Corinth. And Basically, the reason he's writing this piece here is because the church, this community, they're starting to play favorites. You know, they're like, they're choosing favorites. See, because there's first this guy named Paul came to the city and he, man, he did an incredible work there. But then, you know, he, had, he moved on. He was, he was this traveling minister. He would come and he would bring good news and then he would move on. And when he moved on, there was this other guy that came. His name was Apollos. And Apollos kind of continued the work that Paul started. And now the community is kind of at a point where they're like, yeah, well, you know what? I'm on team Paul. Well, pff, yeah, right. I'm on team Apollos, you know? And, like, and, and Paul is basically writing this and, he, and he's like, stop, stop, stop. Like, please just stop that. And, and he starts to explain a little bit of why that's not cool. Like, please just don't. But as he does, we get a really great glimpse of how he views kind of the work that he does and the work that people do for God. And, and, I, and I think it's just an awesome message that I want to share with you. So let's read it this morning. And um, it's in 1 Corinthians, and it says, it's in 1 Corinthians, yeah, 3, verse 5. So 1 Corinthians 3, verse 5. And it says, who is Apollos, really? Or who is Paul, right? Aren't we both just servants through whom you have believed our message? Aren't each of us doing the ministry the Lord has assigned to us? I was the one who planted the church, and Apollos came and cared for it, right? But it was God who caused it to grow. And he goes on, and he says, this means, this is, this is what this means. This is what I'm trying to tell you this morning. It says, this means the one who plants is not anybody special, nor the one who waters. For God is the one who brings the supernatural growth. Now, the one who plants and the one who waters are equally important and on the same team, but each will be rewarded for his own work. So this morning, I want to share a message with you, and if you're taking notes, it's titled, It's Time to Plant and to Water. 
It's time to plant and to water. What do I mean by that? I mean, there are things, there are seeds that God wants to grow in our city, in our town, in your family, in your home, within you, within your spouse, in your kids. There are seeds that God wants to grow. And I think it's time for us to get watering and to get planting. You know what I mean? I think it's time for us to begin to partner with God because he has given us gifts. And whether you're gifted to water or whether you're gifted to plant, whatever it might be, I think it's time to use the gifts he's given us to be a blessing for others. I think it's time for us to use the things that God has placed within us to water, to plant, whatever it might be, and share our gifts with others to build them up and to build up the church, to build up what God is wanting to do on earth. Because that's the nature of the gifts that God has given us. See, as some of you know, I just became, I'm a newer dad. I have a two-year-old. She is amazing, and it's been the most fun thing in my entire life. But who knows that having a kid changes things? Like, it changes things a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, okay, for example, before we had a kid, my wife and I, purchased a white couch. <laughs> Enough said. I need to say nothing else on the matter. That is not something you do after you have a kid. Or before we had a kid, we would go out to eat, find a new spot to eat every week. We would take a date night, and it was our thing to find a new restaurant to eat at. Now, who knows, that no longer happens. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, we, we, we did it because it was Portland and you can, but now after we put her to sleep, you wrestle her to bed. You know what I mean? After you have a long, hard day, you come home and you spend time with her. And, you know, like, we, we don't want to just, like, go home and just watch movies and do nothing, but we're present and we're enjoying her. Then we wrestle her to bed, go through her bedtime routine. We, you know, you get her, you finally get her down. You're like, man, we're lucky if we have enough energy for a high five, right? <laughs> like, like, okay, babe. It was a good one today. <laughs> We're done. So things changed. And another way that it's changed is Christmas, and, and, more, and more specifically, receiving gifts. Um, because who knows that once you have a baby or a kid in the family, like, the gifts are for you, but they're, more, they're really for the baby. You know what I mean? Like, they're, they're for you, yeah, but they're also for the baby. Like, one of my favorite presents I got this year, my wife got me this book, and I don't know where she found it. It's online and like this company that you can personalize a book with like characters that look like the people, whoever you want, and like it includes their names. So like the book is like, it's called like When Scarlet Grows Up. Scarlet's the name of my daughter. And it has like me in the book and, and Scarlet and, and it's just beautiful and it's amazing. But you know, how weird would it be like if I received this gift from my wife and I'm like, thanks babe. And you know, and then like, the next day, it's just like my study time, and I'm like reading When Scarlet Grows Up, and it's just me by myself, and it's just kind of the book that I'm into. Oh, Eric, you reading any books lately? Yeah, I'm, re I'm reading When Scarlet Grows Up. You know, it's like children's book. I think it's for like meant for two-year-olds, but it's like one that's weird, and two, I would be totally missing the point of the gift, right? Because the gift, yeah, it was for me, but it was to be shared with another. That was the point of the gift. She bought it so that I would read it with my daughter so that we would have something to bond over with, right? The gift was for me, but its purpose was to be shared with another. 
And it is the same way with the gifts that you and I have received from God. And what are the gifts? I mean, skills, their, their passions, their character traits, their gifts, the spiritual gifts that God has given you and me. But here's the point. We would be totally missing the point if we don't share them with others. We have received those gifts, but they're not just for you and for me, they are to be shared with others. And I really, that's the simple message I've got for you today. It's not complicated, but I really do believe it has big meaning for your life and for mine. God has given us, each one of us, gifts, skills, passions, so that we can share them with others, so that we can partner with God and what he's doing on earth, in the church, in the world, and in our families, and in ourselves. And I think it's time for people to walk in their gifts. That's really what I want to tell you this morning. I think it's time for us to join in on what God is doing. And I think it's time for the church to be a blessing to others. And that's really the call this morning, that God has placed these gifts in every one of our hands, these skills, these passions, whatever they might be. God has placed them in our hands. And the question is this morning, what will we do with them? What will we do with the gifts that God has given us. And I'd say it's time to use them to plant and to water. And so the first thing I wanna share with you this morning is this, is that everybody, absolutely everybody in this room, no matter who you are, whether you know it right now or not, whether you feel it right now or not, absolutely everybody in this room has been given a gift to share with others and to build others up. Everybody in this room, and, and I know, okay, let, hear me out, hear me out. I know, like using this kind of language, like you have been given a gift. I, I know it sounds like, it can sound like real deep and like real intense and like lofty, you know what I mean? Like you have been given a gift and you're just a mom takes the kids to soccer and back home and you cook or you're just a dad who goes to a job nine to five every day. You have been given a, well, I don't, that's, that sounds like real deep, man. Like, I don't even know. But, okay, I want to show you something. I want to show you something. Before we start losing ourselves down that train of thought, I want to show you how practical the scriptures make this. And I think it'll really help some people because the scriptures make this so practical. It's incredible. I mean, for one, in, in our verse today, he uses the language of watering and planting. Like, you're, you're water, you're, you, you water a plant and then you, put, you plant a plant. Like, it's simple. But even more simple, in another verse, he talks about this various times. He says this. I really want to read this to you. It says, in his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. Now, I want you to see how practical this is. This is so good. It says, so if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. Then he says, if your, if your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you are a teacher, teach well. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. If it is giving, give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, take, take the responsibility seriously. And if you have a gift of showing kindness to others, do it gladly. See, I love how practical this is. It doesn't have to be something crazy. It doesn't have to be something like super deep. It, it might be on stage, it might be not. Many people might see it, many people might not. That's not the point. The point is God has given you a gift and with that gift, a calling. And it's for everyone, not just some of us. It doesn't matter how big or how small, we are called to use these gifts that God has given us. 
See, you might hear and you you might be here and you have a gift to encourage. Right? You might have a gift to teach. You might have a gift to serve. You might have a gift to sing. Whatever it is, whatever your gifting is, this is what I want you to get. Everybody has a part to play. Absolutely everybody in the room has a part to play. And I want you to know today that the way God gifted you is not an accident. It's not. He is so intentional. I want you to know something about God this morning, and I want you to know that he is so full of intention and purpose in everything he does. He is full of intention and purpose with absolutely all of his creation, and that includes in the way that he's made every single person in this room. He is full of intention and purpose, not even the smallest gift or not even the smallest trait about you is by accident. He has gifted you and made you on purpose. See, you might be here and you might be gifted to sing, right? And, and, you, and you could think, okay, well, uh, there are tons of other singers and tons of other people that write songs. Why would mine matter? Why, what, what's the difference if I do so or not? Or you might be gifted to encourage. It's your gift. Okay, well, uh, tons of other people can encourage too. Why? Why does it matter if I do? But you got to know the character of God. It's so important because, watch this, he is so full of intention with absolutely everything he does. And when he gifted you, he was not just trying to copy and paste the gifting. He was not trying to copy and paste the calling. You got to get this. If you, if you never believe this, you will never walk in the things that God has laid out before you right? If you think, oh, well, I'm probably not that important, or oh, uh, yeah, I, I, I guess I'm kind of good at this, or uh, yeah, okay, encourage, why does it matter if I do it? Other people can do it. No, he's not trying to copy and paste you. He's not trying to copy and paste what he's placed inside of you. He has gifted you on purpose for a purpose. I mean, I want you to even think about the fact that nobody even has the same fingerprint as you, not even the smallest detail is by accident. We know a God who is full of intention and purpose with absolutely everything that he does, including your gifts, including the way he's made you, including the purpose that he has laid out for every person in this room. That is who God is. Man, and, and if the Bible says that he has given you a gift to use and to walk in on this earth, it's because it matters. It's because it matters. There are no platitude giftings. There are no platitude calls from God. Oh, yeah, uh, you, yeah, how about you just encourage? That's not who God is. He is full of intention and purpose. Man, and I want to encourage somebody in the room this morning who might feel stuck in their current stage of life or like the days of being used by God are behind them. I want you to know this morning that God is not done with you, that whether you see it right now or not, he has gifted you and he wants to use you to be a blessing to others. 
Your days of being used by God are not behind you. Your greatest days are not behind you. There is purpose still ahead of you. If there is breath in your lungs, God is not done with you. You have not missed out that God can redeem time. He can redeem failures. He can redeem absolutely everything. And his purpose for you is still alive and well today because that is who he is. He can, there is nothing that God redeemed. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know, I know, called for purpose, yeah, 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 but you have, you have no idea how much time I've wasted, or uh, I don't know, when I look, when I look forward, I don't see anything special. When I look at myself, uh, I'm just kind of going through the motions. There is nothing he can't redeem. There's no excuse you can bring to God that he's like, well, yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> yeah, I, I think we're done here. Yeah, uh-uh. There's nothing he can't redeem. You, you might be here in the room and man, you, you might be at a place where you've heard this. You've grown up in church, maybe. You've been in church for a really long time. You've heard this. You have a gifting. You know, people come up to you. You have a calling. Yeah, and you've heard it all before. You've heard it a million times, but maybe there's something keeping you from walking in your gift or your calling. It might be fear of failure. It might be trying to be perfect before you do, before you start walking in it. Man, my prayer this morning is that God would release some of those things from your life so that, and he would reignite a new and fresh passion to walk in the gifts that he's given you, that he would reignite something in your heart. There's a verse in the scriptures that says that we would desire the gifts from God, that we would not just, okay, I guess, no, that we would become to a place where we would desire these things from God because it matters. See how we steward our gift? It matters. I don't know if we know that or not. I don't know, I don't know if it feels like you matter very much this morning, but the truth is you do. You do matter this morning because God has gifted you. He has purposed you. He sees you. He knows you. But not only that, guess this. Guess what? He has also chosen you to partner with him. Yeah, th this is true for every person in the room. He has chosen you to partner with him. See, you got to know something about this walk with Jesus that we talked about, about Christianity. You got to know something about it. And it's super important. I think it's something that we miss. And it's important to talk about. What is it? It's this. It's that this whole faith thing, this whole walk with Jesus thing, is so much more than just a belief system. It's so much more than just saying, I, I believe in God. Because you know what's a funny thing? The Bible says demons believe in God too. And... and I mean, it doesn't seem to have helped them very much. <laughs> like, if we're real for a second, it gets, why? Why, why, what, what, why is that the case? Because things don't begin to change in you or in our world because we believe in God. They begin, they begin to change when we start to partner with God. That's the difference right there. You know what? Come on, you can celebrate that in the morning. Come on. It's not, oh, I, I believe in God. I come to church. Praise you, Lord. Goodbye. Nothing will change in your world. Nothing will change in our world. Demons believe in God, too. I know there's a God there, too, and I'm really afraid of him. <laughs> but it hasn't helped that much. It's not about believing. It's not just a belief system. Yes, I mentally believe that to be true. Jesus, you are true. Uh-uh. You, you, that's right. She's preaching. Give her the mic. It's a partnership. It's a partnership with God. See, because the thing is, 
we pray for God to do things on earth, right? We can be so frustrated by a problem or we can be so frustrated by something that's going on and, and we're praying, God, do something about it. And his response is, yeah, that's why I sent you. That's why I gifted you with leadership. That's why I gifted you with being able to serve. That's why you're there. God, Fairview has this problem. Ah, yeah, that's why Anthem Church is there. Uh, or we, we, we don't even know times when there's somebody going through a really hard time. They're really struggling. And guess what? God's answer to their prayer is sending you because he's gifted you to encourage. Oh man, come on. Man, I, I, need, you to, I need you to know something this morning. Man, I need you to know that how we steward our gifts matters because it's not just about us, it's about others. It's not just for us, it's for others. What we do with the things that God has given you and me can be a matter of life and death. And I don't mean a hyper sound too deep and crazy or intense, but man, you got sometimes you got to say it how it is. This is the truth. Even to the person who is in here is like who feels like you have the smallest gift with the smallest life and no meaning. No, 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 no. It's equally the same for you. For every person in the room. He has gifted every one of us to partner with him. And I think it's time for us to get watering and planting because who knows what's not growing, what's not changing, what's not happening because God's people that he sent have not been watering and planting. We've left our gifts aside and we haven't partnered with God. And I think it's time. I think it's time that we put intentional effort towards this. I think it's time that this doesn't become something on the side, but something that we actively pursue. In another letter, this same Paul, he was writing to one of his sons in the faith, and he uses this great language. He, he says, fan into flame the gift God has given you. Well, what does that mean, fan into flame? He says, put intentional effort because it's not just gonna happen, right? Like, see, because you can be gifted and not see it because the fire has run out. You can have a gift from God and it's doing nothing in your life because the fire isn't there. Because the gift hasn't been fanned into flame. Because nothing's been put effort into. Because it, it, this whole thing is a partnership. God says, I'm giving you a gift. Now, now okay, yeah, here, here it is. It's in your hands, right? I can give you an iPhone for free, but if you never activate it, it's not gonna do anything in your life. Do you know what I mean? God has given you a gift, but we have to fan it into flame. You gotta activate it in order to, for it to do something, in order for it to be useful for the purpose that it was made, it's gotta be activated. You gotta fan into flame the gift that God has given you. It's intentional effort. And if the church, if Anthem Church, and if us as individuals are gonna make a difference in our world, in our town, in our city, in your jobs, in your careers, in your families. It's intentional. We seek out God and the gifts that he's placed in us and we put them to work. We put them to work. Come on. <laughs> yeah, that's the call of Jesus. But here's the thing. I can't preach this message without the most important piece of all. I can't continue without bringing to you the writer's main point of our verse today. And it's this, as we plant, 
we water, but it's God who makes it grow. We plant, we water, but it's God who makes it grow. Have you ever done something alongside somebody else that was way better at it than you, that was way more capable than you? Like, so I worked at AT AT&T for a really long time as like a salesperson. And if I'm really honest with you, I am a horrible salesperson. Like, I, I suck at being a salesperson. Like, it, it, was, it was not a good, like, five years of my life, man. It was, it was rough. You know, like, have you ever been in something and where you're just like, man, God, the only reason this is succeeding is by, like, your very hand right now. Like, I don't know how, like, this is, like, the only reason I did good at that job was by the very grace of God. <laughs> it was only him and his hand because, man, I am not a very good salesperson. But see, the thing is, our managers sometimes, you know, they like would walk the floor and they would walk around and, um, you know, they would like check in on your customers and help you and, you know, come alongside you and like they just go around and be on the floor all the time. And man, when my manager came over to help me, I would not let him go. Like I'd like, I'd hook him in. Like he'd be like, hey, you guys doing good? Yeah, yeah, okay, cool. And I'd be like, oh, no, no, we, they, they got a question, right? You got a question? Ask, ask him the question. <laughs> what we do? Yeah, yeah, just ask him something. I make him stay. Because the best part was, because when he got involved, right, I'd just like, I'd hang out, I'd chill, <laughs> he'd make the sale, and I'd get all the credit. Like, that's, <laughs> like, that's the best. Why? Because he was, he was way more capable at it than I was. Like, man, I would just bring him in, let him do his thing, and I'd be like, yep, good day, got a sale today. <laughs> Took all the credit. But see, when you do something, when somebody, with somebody who is way more capable at it than you, you still have a part to play. You know, you might not be able to chill like I did, but you got it. You can rest in the fact that, you know what? They do most of the heavy lifting. See, because the truth is, yes, there is a call on every single person in the room to partner with God. Yes, God is calling us to, to do something with the gifts that he has given us. Yes, that, those are truths. But the thing is, I need you to know that it is God who does the heavy lifting. Yes, he's called us to partner with him. Yes, he's called us to plant and to water, but it is God who makes it grow. And that is the truth that I need you to leave with today because it's not on us. It's not on us to do all of these things. I love the way that the writer puts it in the verse today. On one side, he says, yes, Apollos and I are doing the work God gave us. And later on, Paul, he calls himself, just a few verses later, he calls himself an expert master builder. Like, he, like, he's like, yeah, God has given me gifts of being an expert master builder. Like, he's, like, he's worked on his stuff. He's an expert at it. He's put intentional effort towards it. But then later on, he says, yeah, 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 but, but yeah, we work, we water, we plant. I'm an expert master builder, but it's God who makes it grow. I water, I plant, I do all of these things. I take it seriously, but it is God who does the heavy lifting. I want to read it to you one more time just because I love it so much. If you could put the verse back up there. It says, who is Apollos really or who is Paul? Aren't we both just servants? Who is, insert your name there. Aren't we both just servants through whom you have believed our message? Aren't each of us doing the ministry the Lord has assigned to us? I was the one who planted the church and Apollos came and cared for it, but it was God who caused it to grow. And he goes on, he says, this means the one who plants is not anybody special, nor the one who waters. For God is the one who brings the supernatural growth. Now the one who plants and the one who waters are equally important and on the same team, but each will be rewarded for his own work. Now I wanna, I wanna talk to somebody who thinks that you have to be some special person for God to use you. Uh-uh. 
you've got to remember it is he that makes it grow, right? He says they are, I love kind of this contrast in the verse. Yes, I'm special. I'm an expert builder. No, I'm not. I'm not that special. Yes, I'm doing the ministry the Lord has given me. Yeah, whoa, God has given you a ministry. Yeah, he's given me a ministry. Oh, but uh, but yeah, I, I just water. I just plant. It's God who makes it grow. Do you see that contrast there? That kind of, that mindset that he carries with what he does? See, because you might feel like you've only got something small to give. Then you feel like you don't even know what your gift is, or man, you're not even that good at your gifting this morning. But I want you to know that he does his best work with the small and with the little. See, because our hope and our trust is not in our gift. It's not in what we can accomplish. Our hope and our trust is not in our skills, our inabilities, or our character traits, or what we feel we're good at, or what we feel we can contribute. Our hope is not in those, those things. Our hope is only in God. This means when we don't feel qualified, when we don't feel special, even when we don't see how it's making a difference, our hope is in God because we trust him to do what he wants to do and to grow what he wants to grow. Because we water, we plant, he is the one that makes it grow. Our hope is in God and in God alone. Our trust is in him. We've been given gifts to share them with others, but do you wanna know where that begins? Do you wanna know where that starts? It starts by laying them down at the feet of Jesus. I, I love the picture that the Bible paints and you know, on the new earth where we, we are given crowns and all of these things and jewels and, and what's the picture that it paints? We're just throwing them right back at his feet. <laughs> and I, I think it starts today. God has given you a gift. And, and where, you know where it begins to be useful and activated? God, thank you for this gift. I lay it at your feet. May you do what you want to do. I put it at your feet. May you use me how you want to use me, God. May you use me to water and to plant what you want to grow, God, not what I want to grow. May you do in my life what you want to do, God. Because, see, we may not have the full picture, or we may not feel like the most special person, but, God, our trust is in you, right? And I think it's time for us to water and to plant, church. I do. I think it's time to use our gifts to partner with God. But as we do, we can't forget who makes it grow. You might, you might have been watering or planting something for a very long time. Remember, your hope and your trust is not in your watering or planting, it's in God. When you feel like you're starting to lose hope, when you feel like you're on the verge of giving up or when you feel like you're on the verge of quitting, man, you gotta remind yourself it is God who makes it grow and he is faithful. And you gotta remind yourself of his character. He did not put me here to fail. He did not put me here because he's gonna leave me on my, on my own. No, he is faithful. He will come through. He will grow what he needs to grow and he will do what he needs to do. And you gotta put that in your heart because as you're watering and as you're planting, Again, it's that contrast. Yeah, we're just watering and planting, but man, watering and planting is not easy. <laughs> oh yeah, it's just watering and planting, but when you gotta water and plant for years, when you gotta water and plant and not see how it's making a difference, when you gotta water and plant in an area where you, where you, where you don't feel like, you sh where, like it's doing anything, our trust is in the God who grows. He is the God who grows. And so this morning, that's the message. Church, I think it's time. It's time to seek out our gifts. 
It's every single person in this room. It's time to walk in our gifts. It's time for every one of us and us collectively to partner with God. It's time. In our world today, needs it more than ever. Our world today does not need passive followers of Jesus. It needs followers of Jesus who have decided to partner with him on what he's up to on earth, right? Because there are things that God is wanting to do, and he's wanting to do it through you and through me. It's time, church. It is time. And there's, but where does this start? It starts with laying it at the feet of Jesus. I don't, what if I don't know where my gifts are? What if I don't know what, what I'm doing? What if I don't even know where to start? There's one place to start. I want to read this last verse to you. We can have the band start coming up. There's one place to start, and that is by going to Jesus. And I don't mean to make that as just like an easy, simple answer. Oh, just go to Jesus. No, 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 no. When you want to know that why something was made or for what something was made, you go and ask the one who made it. I don't know my gift. I don't know what to do. I, I don't feel like there's meaning. I don't, I don't know what purpose. You need to abide in Jesus. You need to spend some time in the presence of Jesus. You need to make room in your life for prayer. You need to make room in your life to read the scriptures because I promise you that that is where you will be filled with purpose in a way no message can. That is where you will find the direction. That is where you will find the next steps. That is where you will find the reason why you were placed here. It is in the very presence of the one who made you. I wanna read this verse to you. It says, remain in me and I will remain in you. This is Jesus speaking. He says, for a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine and you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Yes, I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who remain in me and die in them will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. It's all about Jesus. And this morning, I feel like there are, there are people that God wants to begin to fill with purpose, the call every single person in this room and it starts right just right here just right here I remember when I was when I was younger I was gonna say when I was young well younger I was had this one dream for my life and and I and that's what I was pursuing and that's what I was chasing and and in the, in, as I was pursuing and chasing that, I came to know Jesus, and, and, and Jesus was like, okay, Eric, no, I don't want you to pursue that anymore. And I fought him on it for a really long time, really, really long time, because it was, it was my everything. It was my dream. It was absolutely everything that I wanted to do with my life. But one day, tears, crying, I was here at a worship night. I said, God, okay. I said I gave you my life, then I give you my life. It's yours to do what you want. Okay, I give it to you, and I did. Then the very next question is, okay, then what do I do? <laughs> okay, not that, then what? You know what the truth is? There were years where I didn't get an answer to that question. 
Uh, where, where am I going? What, what am I doing? All I kept getting was, no, you just, you just be here. You just come to me. You just keep coming to me. And see, what I think he wanted me to get in that season of my life is that it's not, yes, we have a calling to work and to partner with God, but if it does not start with just being about him, then it's not going to be about anything at all. If it doesn't start with about coming to Jesus and knowing that he is the overcomer, he is the one that brings breakthrough, that he is the one who makes it grow, that it's all about him, that my trust is not in what I'm doing, my trust is in him. If it doesn't start there, then it's not about anything at all. And it starts there. That's where it begins. As we, as a people and as a family, come to Jesus, whether you're full of purpose in this stage of your life or not, we all come to him. Will you guide my steps? Will you fill me with purpose? Will you show me how I can partner with you in my family? Will you show me how I can use the gift of encouragement? Or who are you sending in my life to serve? Who are you sending me to encourage? Who are you sending me to teach? God, how are you calling me to partner with you? That is how things begin to change. And that is our calling. So I want to end, if we can stand to our feet, I want to end by coming to Jesus. Can we come to Jesus and worship? Can we come to Jesus? And Lord, it's about you. And if it's not about you, it's not about anything at all, Lord. We come to you in worship. We come to you in praise, God. Because he is the one that overcomes. He is the one that does breakthrough. Come on, let's pray. Father, I pray you would fill us with purpose, Lord. God, but first of all, I pray that you would bring us to you, Jesus. The one who makes it grow, the one who does miracles, the one who does what we cannot do, Lord. May you in this room, Father, even meet people where they're at right now. God, and whether you begin to give them clear direction today or not, Lord, I pray we would come to you with hearts wide open. And I pray that you would have your way in this room, Lord. That there are some people that you do want to begin giving a direction. That you've been purposely bringing someone by them. And you've gifted them for it. You've been purposely bringing opportunities. And you've gifted them for it. May we be drawn to you, Lord. And trust you as you lead us. As you guide us. As you call us, God. May we trust you and partner with you. May you give us courage, God, as we step out, Lord. And may this be a community and a family. May Anthem be a place, God, where you can work, where we are your hands and your feet, Jesus, where we are active, where we participate, God, where you can trust us, God, to do well with the gifts you've given us. And above everything, May they glorify you, Lord. You are the overcomer. You are the one who brings breakthrough. You cast out darkness, Jesus. It is at your name. We thank you for that, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. 
Thank you for joining us. We are located at 1415 Northeast 223rd Avenue in Fairview, Oregon. You can find us online at www.anthemfamily.org and on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at My Anthem Family. God bless.